know, when I started off first, I was like, I'll just paint, 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 and I'll, people just love my work, and I don't have to do anything else in my life. Then and slowly I realized, yeah, you need money. First of all, you need money, <laughs> lots of it, <laughs> to actually sustain your art. Like, yeah, in order yeah. for me to become bigger, scale up. I need that backing. Before they, they were patrons, like the kings and queens and the, the rich folks would be patrons for artists. Right now, we don't have that system. Either we have galleries or we have brands. And I could never work with galleries because I, I don't have that mindset. That's why I went for brands. So brands are kind of like my patrons right now. And uh, I, I do get the freedom to do whatever I want with whatever projects that I do. And I just pitch them. I have a good relationship with all the brands that I work with. Namaste, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Anshu Patni, and you are listening to me on questions I wanted to ask. Today's guest is one of the key faces of pop art and pop culture in India, Shantanu Hazarika. Shantanu is also the winner of the Red Bull World Doodle Art Championship. In 2021, he became one of the first artists, visual artists from India to convert his art into NFTs, which actually then went on to become the fastest selling NFTs in the world. In today's conversation, Shantanu and I spoke about his entire process of marketing himself, uh, his learnings as a visual artist, and of course, decoding his entire foray into the world of NFTs. Shantanu, welcome to questions I wanted to ask. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pl- pleasure, all mine. I'm really honored to be here. It's a fun little afternoon. Let's just do some Q&As. <laughs> <laughs> like I was telling you just before we started this conversation, there is nothing in this world can that can, you know, now change my standards of the kind of background that you have. Uh, I'm going to be dreaming of having a similar background one day for, for, for my podcast. I mean, get, get one of my paintings, put it there will, as a background. I done. I shall. <laughs> done, done, done. Okay, you know, uh, the way I want to structure this conversation is two two parts. First is, you know, learnings that I can do from uh, when I look at you as an artist and whatever, whatever have been your learnings. And second, towards the slightly more business part of the this new age, digitally savvy, this Web3 focused artist that you are suddenly now known to be, right? Uh, I want to understand that process uh, and maybe try and simplify it for people who are, you know, listening to this. You are pretty much one of the most popular faces of pop culture, you know, in India today. As an artist, was that something, you know, possible five years back? And did you see that becoming because visual art is something which is very, very niche as a as a category, right? How has that been the journey in terms of, you know, the important milestones that have helped you reach to become like a popular pop culture face in India? Uh, well, it's a very interesting question. And it's a, it's a, it's a special case uh, when it comes to me as a study, because uh, like what happened is before there were a lot of visual artists, there were a lot of visual artists doing amazing work, but then there was not much focus on them. And this was before the whole age of social media and all. And I think one of the most key important elements and this like a visual art becoming a very popular thing or like actually being where it is right now in the pop culture, I think it has to do with the internet boom and the social media boom. Uh, right now, 
like we are exposed to like numerous number amount of artists individually doing their own work marketing their work through social media and just being out there like you have like a potential to tap into millions of, of viewers and uh, people and critics and observer uh, of the of your art form i think that's a very key important point uh, in uh, like for a visual artist to be quite popular in today's day and at the same time before me there were a lot of artists but then uh, what happened is i had a personal dream i had uh, a vision like i grew up around musicians i see cricketers being celebrated i see movie stars being celebrated but I, there was no one in the field of art who's celebrated the same way as they are like obviously there were the mf husains fn sozas and razas and all but then they were very different they were on a different generation they were on a different timeline for for me it was difficult to relate to them i could not find anyone like who's from my same generation or from my age group doing things in the world of visual art and being celebrated as uh, in the same way as like their counterparts in music or entertainment so i made it a point that i want to be that like i want to be that person i want to be that visual artist who's celebrated like i want to be a visual artist whose lifestyle is also celebrated whose sense of aesthetics his artwork obviously his art form and everything is celebrated at the same time so i had to constantly be out there and uh, putting my work out there and thinking very really strategically like uh, in terms of collaborations in terms of people that i'm working with being there in the right place at the right time being with the right crowd and Uh, like strategizing everything so i realized at an early uh, at an early age that uh, i really worked well with musicians and musicians they have a like uh, like they are the rock stars like rappers or uh, like uh, proper rock stars rappers and uh, musicians metal musicians and whoever it is like bands They're equally popular so, as spaces yes so i started working with them and i started uh, portraying my work uh, like because i'm giving face to their music i'm giving face a visual representation to their music their, to their art form so i made it an utmost important point that i get credited everywhere i get the equal amount of shout outs or exposure or crediting or whatever it is out there so that was an initial phase and then the word gets out oh this guy only does album artworks like he's quite good at it like it's like a client service in basically like if i'm able to give them what they want and we have a good relationship i'll always be recalled for more work and the word travels before social media or anything else or linkedin or whatever <laughs> so that's how i started off and then slowly i started moving into brands like brand collaborations they hold an important key in the modern popular culture they kind of are one of the most influential elements in deciding Uh, or actually making what's in or what's popular like we need, it's a coexisting thing for artists like me and also brands who are really pushing the subculture and the culture among the masses so i think these two factors are quite important and combined with the whole uh, advent or the explosion of social media all these three factors add up to where like i am or what visual artists or or the popular visual artists are right now tell me when you you just mentioned that when you started there's nobody you could relate right 
uh, and I always find it interesting that when you are starting out, if you have people that you could look around and say, okay, hey, I want to become this, right? As an actor, probably, uh, you know, I want to become a Shah Rukh Khan or I want to become an XYZ, right? But as visual artists, when you didn't have anybody to look up to, I mean, not just as personalities, right? As brands, uh, how do you then plan saying, okay, this is who I become, like, do you do you like you know say okay this is what I'm going to take from this particular artist or are were there examples for you maybe internationally that you that you kind of looked up to and say okay I want to become this or was there some inspiration that you took to kind of chart this path? Yes, I I definitely did. See, uh, in India, it's a fairly new thing. Like in India, there is like uh, pop art has never had never existed, and the realm that I'm working in is kind of falls under pop art. Like it's a mix of pop, comic book, and like abstract. It's a hybrid of all of those things. But uh, in India, there was a huge gap uh, and there was a huge vacuum of pop artists. There were not many pop artists. There were designers, of course, but not like artist artists, like who do like fine art stuff, but in the realm of pop art. So, so it was far difficult for me to uh, like relate to any of the other artists. Most of them are either fine artists, illustrators, or graphic designers. And uh, so, so I started looking up other things. The, for me, the first inspiration would be like the, all the metal bands and all the musicians that I used to listen to. Like, I, I was like, I want to so be there. You took inspiration from other genres, technically. Yes, other genres. And later when I started getting into art, I discovered other artists internationally who are doing the same thing. Like, like there was Cause. Uh, the, and uh, there was Virgil Abloh who recently passed away. Then there was, uh, there is uh, Takeshi Murakami, James G. All of these artists are celebrated. They're all part of the pop culture. Like Cause has collaborations with Nike, Uniqlo, and like are doing all sorts of popular stuff. They're celebrated by the street, uh, like the sneaker culture, the hype culture. They are music videos with different musicians and like rappers. So I started discovering their work and their whole trajectory, how they work and how they became where they are, like what they are. So those are some of my inspirations. So it would be correct to say that you actually identified your audience and then the similar audience, any other genre or anybody else who was trying to feed into similar audience, you kind of matched with them. Yes, I kind of matched with them. And then the, the thing about art is it's very subjective. I have my own experience uh, and I have my own circumstances and environment that I'm, I'm living under. So the only thing is you can get inspired of the trajectory and the story, but you cannot take that inspiration straight from the art forms. Then you end up actually becoming sort of a similar artist or maybe like a copycat or you kind of get drawn into their style of work. The key is actually understanding the trajectory, understanding the pros and cons, understanding their strategies and applying it to your own art forms. And and, and shouldn't apply it to the artworks that you do. You shouldn't just simply get inspired. Oh, Cause is doing all this inspired with the X mark. I'll also keep doing that kind of artwork and I'll get famous like him. It doesn't work like that. You only get inspired of their life, of the situations, the strategies and the circumstances. And then you apply to, uh, to, the, to yourself. And I think that's what I did. Very interesting. Actually, you you mentioned, you said a very, very interesting point because in a world that we're living today where there are hundreds of creators, thousands of creators, right? And everybody is so unique, but we all want, we all feel that, you know, okay, 
this one might copy me or i might look like i've copied this one's work etc but the fact is you are so unique in your yourself uh, i think the trajectory can be copied but the art cannot be yes true that <laughs> very nice very nice tell me so in this entire process of looking at other people as an artist and you know from what i understand this is a very well thought of every move is thought of as an artist normally artists are not uh, don't understand the process of marketing themselves right and you know i remember when i first met you also when i had that 5 minute conversation i remember i said this is a very very intelligent artist and you know normally normally artists are very scared of talking about stuff like marketing being on social media they're scared of people talking to them a lot of them are introverts as well right as an artist i want to highlight the fact that you know you mentioned somewhere also that you create and then you you also constantly ensure that you're innovating and then you market yourselves how do you kind of divide your life between all these three like big big part of your work the the thing with me is i don't divide anything like it's all part of one seamless stream of things that i'm doing if i'm working on a project if i start on a project or a collab with any brand first discussion is what is the brief like what is the timeline like and what are the pr strategies like i'm being very honest right now it's very important as an art because i as an artist i i am my own industry i am my own brand so you have to start thinking in those lines as a brand you can't simply just say that okay i make art and people will appreciate it and people will buy it and this that no it doesn't work there are like millions of artists like you how do you stand out a you need to work hard and make your art speak for you itself but that's not enough in itself you also need other people to be talking about your art and in order to go there or get there you need a marketing strategy you need to know who are your audience you need to know how you're going to market your brand and you need to know how that marketing is going to get you more work so for me it's always a seamless strategy i start working on a project i think of how can i actually capitalize on the audience like doesn't matter like first i'll have a good product i uh, like i'll have a good artwork i'll have a good project i'll deliver it like with like full a plus but then for that to actually uh, even uh, reach out to multiple people i need to think of strategies so then i start working with the brands i start talking with them okay what are the strategies uh, how are you marketing this uh, how are you putting it out there what is your demographic like uh, are we doing any interviews around it uh, what is the, what is the press around it so i make sure all those thing all of those things are in place and Uh, and i make sure that i'm documenting most of my work like nothing right now in the age of social media everything is content like everything even the process in itself is a content the process in itself is intriguing like lot of as an artist and as other artists i would like to see what the other processes of other artists are and that itself is a a good a, point, a catch point for people to be interested so documenting everything uh working it all around creating content around what you're doing what you're working on being out there and also strategizing with the uh with the collaborators or the brands that you're working with on the marketing end these all of this are an integral part of your whole artistic process and not artistic process your brand building process marketing process so that's what i really think i feel like i i i consider myself to be a brand and i think like a brand 
amazing tell me did you learn this somewhere how did you gather i mean right now when you were speaking it sounded as if there's a marketing manager or a brand manager sitting and he's talking about representing his brand which is amazing very rarely i found people who are artists who understand the process of marketing right how do i artists uh, educate themselves about marketing uh, you know their own art i i think i had this whole habit like of actually uh making the most of any situation sure like i have a very optimistic uh purview regarding anything i i think i think only in things okay which which are beneficial like what can i get out of this no matter how bad the situation is and i think that is what taught me most of the things in market like uh what happens with marketing is there are always different situations and different scenarios and how you make the most out of it like how if i have 100 people looking at my work how do i get the recall from those 100 people like even if it's 10 5 but the point is i should be there talking in the conversation with 100 other people so i think that's what really kind of pushed me to learn more about marketing as a, and then also working with a lot of brands i understood how the strategies work especially with red bull like i have been working with red yeah. bull since 2014 and i go on and off projects it's very contractual and it's kind of like freelance but i'm like the art specialist when it comes to art i've learned most of those skills through how they market their things like there i i never knew there was a thing called over over branding over over marketing then i learned that working with them it's like you don't put your name all the time everywhere you know like suppose a red bull can they won't put it all, all around they'll put it in a way that it's just there in a crucial point even when it comes to placement of uh, like the red bull product in a menu they would buy slots in the menu like it needs to be placed right after this or before this they it won't be at the center or any other place so all of these things the small small things are picked up placement over branding like and like uh, target audience all of this through how red bull actually functions and they are like more than an energy brand drink i feel like red bull is more of a marketing uh, they're a marketing case study yeah, yeah. they're a fantastic yeah. marketing case study uh, so i, I think mean, that's how i picked up most of my skills when it comes to marketing is working with brands and then yeah pretty much that's it and i just learned everything on the job i was not like this you know, when i started off first as like i just paint 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 and I'll, people just love my work and i don't have to do anything else in my life then slowly i realized yeah you need money first of all you need money <laughs> lots of it <laughs> to actually sustain your art like yeah. in order yeah. for me to become bigger scale up i need that backing before they they were patrons like the kings and queens and the rich folks would be patrons for artists right now we don't have that system either we have galleries or we have brands and i could never work with galleries because i i don't have that mindset that's why i went for brands so brands are kind of like my patrons right now and uh, i i do get the freedom to do whatever i want with whatever projects that i do and i just pitch them i have a good relationship with all the brands that i work with like again i said like client servicing <laughs> when you started working with brands did you actually first time go and approach them or did you have like have one of these brands come in as an incoming thing or did you have a list thing okay let me reach out to them i mean all of us start from somewhere you know that's smart first the first one's first or the second brand collaborations that you had 
Did you reach out to them or did they reach out? I think the first ever big brand that I collaborated with was with Red Bull. And it was because I had won the Red Bull World Doodle Art Championship in 2014. And, and they were contractually brown to give me a project because I had won the thing. After that, uh, slowly, a few of the other brands started approaching me. They were small, small brands, independent brands, were not that big. So they, I started working with them. And later on, I started pitching to other brands. When I had like good brands, uh, like following me or uh, I started networking see networking is also very important as an artist like like any other brand you need to be there in the right place at the right time so I started going for events I started going attending different events I started meeting people and it's the informal conversations which actually lead to more formal work and this is what I had realized initially in my career like me being an artist if i need to be a pop artist i need to be part of the pop culture and in order to be part of the pop culture i must be in all the events which support the pop culture which actually are part of the pop culture so i made it a point even though i won't enjoy some of them but then still i made it a point to show up there be there be present and yeah it's like you go for 100 different uh, events and 100 different places but you end up with 10 uh, like with concrete uh, outcomes of those networking situations but then if you go for 10 and you have yeah, then you have outcome of two so I always worked with that possibility I always worked with those numbers the more I go out the more I network the more work I'll get very interesting okay I want to move since we are on the conversation of brands and pop culture uh, and being in relevance right i want to move to the second part of the conversation which is this entire thing about the world knowing you as an nft art also as an nft artist right what how did that transition happen for anybody who doesn't know shantanu is one of the key faces of digital artist digital artist or nft artist in the country whatever that right term is but uh, i know that you've been the first amongst the first few people who actually put up his art uh, you know, as NFTs, and you saw a fair bit of success, and you had your own learnings. In fact, if if somebody wants to understand the process of how to convert their art into NFTs, I think you're one of the key faces to speak to. I just want to understand where did all that begin? Uh, I, I I was always into cryptocurrencies. I I saw how like uh, I was there during the whole. Uh, uh, like invention of Bitcoin and all, how this, the, how uh, this crypto was kind of small and was gaining a lot of importance. Then I saw crypto getting into gaming, like uh, Axie Infinity Axie. and the other mm -hmm. games. So I was also in Axie. I, I used oh, to you play played Axie? Yeah, I played Axie. I was. Uh, I still have that account. I still have that Ronin wallet and all. That's how I got introduced to like digital wallets and all because. Uh, oh, okay. For Axie, you need Axie. You needed to have a Ronin account, a Ronin yeah. wallet. So it was during that time. Then, uh, like right now, it's just so expensive. Back then, it was like dirt cheap. <laughs> so right now, I don't play anymore. I just have a bunch of Axies, and I've just kept them there as like safekeeping. <laughs> whenever it bounces up. Yeah, whenever. Let's see. You'll never know. I I, I just forgotten about it. So I was always into it. And then suddenly when this whole NFT thing started, people started talking and this, that. Then I saw this, another peg point. I saw this is a good strategy. I didn't care that if I 
would make millions in NFTs. Like that's not my purview. I don't consider any of the uh, like uh, revenue uh, avenues as a key point for revenue generation. Like I don't rely on just NFTs. I just don't rely on my digital art. I just don't rely on my paintings. I rely on all of those things combined to actually uh, keep me going or get my money or get the bag basically. So I saw okay, NFT plus pros and cons. I don't care if I make money out of it or not. The thing is, it's a talking point right now. It's a way, there's a lot of, it's going to go up. There's going to be a lot of talking point around it. It's like a digital revolution in the field of art. There are a lot of points which actually I found intriguing. For example, complete transparency and then royalty, royalty system of transfer of artworks and then a complete uh, decentralization. So these three factors are very intriguing for me. And I'm like, this is going to be a huge talking point and I need to be there. Like either you're the first guy or the last guy. So I got on it and I was just waiting for the right moment for the right platform to be approached and be pushed uh, for it. Because uh, internationally, NFTs were already there. The OpenSea, Rarible, Rarible, they were already doing a lot of work. A lot of big, big artists had already uh, have their own communities and all. I was more into gaming and crypto and I'm not that much into the whole NFT art, community building stuff and all, which I got into it later. So I was like, okay, in India, okay, uh, internationally, it will be, it'll be a bit difficult for me to break into that market. Why don't I do it? Why, don't, why, why, why I'm not the first team in India, right? This is my own country and this is the whole new audience. So I got into it. Then Wazirx approached me for the first initial launch of my NFTs. So like, we want to make you one of the uh, featured artists or the main leader artist of this whole NFT launch in India. So I got on board them. There was a whole marketing around that. Then I was like, I want to make it special. I want to just not want to put out an NFT and put up a high, like two, three ETH ka value dalke, and then people are not able to buy it or afford it. No, I want it to be like a simple, collectible, low priced NFT, which everyone can buy. And while they're buying it and they understand the process of how to mint, how to acquire or buy, sell, trade uh, in an NFT platform. So keeping that in mind, I collaborated with Ritzes and we took out our first, uh, we minted our first NFT uh, and we put it out on World Music Day so that our fans combined can actually collect one of our NFTs. What was your biggest learning from minting your first NFT? What is it that as an artist that you learned? I learned that it's, it's phenomenal. Like uh, the experience was phenomenal because my artwork got sold at like a record time of 36 seconds. What? So, yeah. So really? I just, yeah, I just, that, that was my Genesis piece. And I just uploaded it. And suddenly I said, I like, I just go down and I was telling Shruti, hey, I just minted my first NFT. And then, okay, I'm just talking and all. I suddenly like I took out my laptop to show her and like, Am I seeing this correct? It's already got sold. Like, and, and oh instantly. And then you can see the transaction happen instant, so instant, like lightning speed. You see the whole transfer happen so fast. You don't have, like, as, a, as an artist or a designer, you don't have to follow up. Hey, where's my payment? Uh, hi, I'm just uh, calling, uh, just a, a friendly reminder about the payment. <laughs> so, so none of that shit happening. So instantly you sell your stuff, instantly you get the payment. Like it's just that fast. So that's something that I really like was intrigued by. 
but tell me so now after minting it on a in on an indian platform right are you looking at going global on say an open sea etc or do you think that the audience your audience because it primarily sits here in india right you want to concentrate here for the indian audiences uh i mean it's a mix of both i'm already on open sea i do collect a lot of nfts there i have been minting on foundation also so i have few collectors on foundation i've sold a few pieces on foundation but i am really not uh minting that much currently because uh, it's digital art it's another form i'm so busy with other art forms and other uh, other mediums that i'm practicing with like it is there when it's it's there it's there if i need to collaborate with someone and create something new in the nft space i'll do that right now i'm working with e edao project where it's like a residency thing i'm collaborating with an uh, with an animator with other uh, and they are like other around 14 15 artists with me who were the first few uh, genesis artists for the residency program so i'm working on projects like this which are interesting which are different i'm not just uploading artwork as shantanu hazarika i'm collaborating with other people and then putting out nfts like i put out an uh, put out a series of nfts with dust of gods where i had designed a bunch of apparels so dust of gods they are quite big in the fashion world uh like uh they are an international brand and uh they do a lot of uh upcycling work with like really high end products like gucci louis vuitton and all that other stuff and me and antonio tadrisi who's the uh, head designer or uh, the founder we collaborated on a special apparel drop uh which is inspired of the new year of chinese of the chinese new year and we had made simultaneous apparels and nfts together so i am more keen on working on projects like that rather than just dropping like fake artworks and my stuff on open sea or foundation so there are few other projects which are which, which which will come out eventually and i'm working on those are on nft but then i want to capitalize on other stuff like i want to make clothes i want to make shoes i want to have exhibitions around the world so that all of those things will add value to my nfts not and nfts won't add value to my physical pieces like in the situation that i am in right now me being out there doing other stuff will make my value make my nfts go up the value of my nfts go up which is i guess pretty much with every every existing kind of nft right in inside of i think the initial hype has just you know settled down and now any nft that exist exists because it has an overall story attached to it Exactly. Exactly. See, for me, NFTs are—it's a—they're very new. The world has just got introduced to the world of NFT, especially in India. The NFT boom is like now we're talking point this that, and it's not standardized yet. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of storm brewing around the whole NFT. People don't get it, but they still want to talk about it. They want to be—they feel like if they don't. uh they are not on the bandwagon they'll be missing out on things they don't they don't want to miss the bus but then it's not that like you need to just understand the technology you need to understand it and you need i'm i'm for for my in my case i'm waiting for the dust to settle i'm waiting for all of this ponzi schemes all this one hit wonder nft projects to just die out and when finally the dust settles we'll have a more standardized and a stable market and that's where i'm really that's what i'm really looking forward to so would it be okay to say that any artist who wants to kind of move on to the web3 side of things move as an nft artist needs to first learn to probably build a story 
right? Uh, to have different nuances or different aspects added to their brand. But tell me, you know, coming to the story point, they say that if you have to sell an NFT, you have to have a strong community. I know because of your past brand collaborations, because of your association with a lot of music artists, etc., you had a little bit of, uh, you know, you had a strong community, not little, I would say strong community or a subculture who was waiting to consume stuff that you were producing. Uh, how does how do artists learn to build communities around them, which eventually kind of, you know, help them mint NFTs or whatever they want to do in the Web3 scheme of things or overall? How do artists build communities? Uh, I think it's just constantly working and like putting your work out there and making it accessible. You yourself needs to needs to be an accessible entity. So there's two ways to go about it. Either you're like larger than life, an inaccessible artist who has a godlike complex, and people kind of take to it because they feel like okay, we the hype, we can't attain this, we can't access this, so they add value to it. Either that, or you're completely accessible. You are for the people, and you give back to them. So there's two extremes. So as an artist, you need to pick the side. You can't be at the center. You can't be like, oh, I have a godlike complex. I am also accessible, but I'm not accessible at the same time. Like one day you are this, one day you are that. That doesn't work. You need to figure out which, which thing, which one works for you. A, if you want to be that inaccessible artist, then you have to work years building your work and putting the hype out and creating something really larger than life. And that takes time. B, if you are going with the other uh, extreme where you're accessible, it's much more, it's better because then you know what the, like how your audiences are perceiving your work. And then you're creating a, a, a stronger community because you are in, you're part of the community. You're in the community. You're talking with people. Uh, the community surrounds you and it supports you uh, in ways that you would never expect them to do so. And then also the thing is giving it back to them. Like you are because of the people who have supported you. Like for me, I do workshops. I go out, I meet people. I interact with them on social media. I'm always active. The and active. That, goes, that goes a long way. Like replying to people, as simple as replying to people. Like on your DMs, on your message requests. They're genuine requests all the time asking, what do I do? How do I do it? It's, it's impossible for me to reply to everyone, but I try my best to reply to everyone, one person at a time. And that's how I have sort of built the community. Like whenever I'm there working or doing some live events, doing live events, it's also an important thing. When I'm painting live, when I'm at an event, I make sure that I talk with the people who are coming to interact with me. I make myself accessible rather than being intimidating. Most of the artists, either they're shy or they come off as intimidating. And that's, it's one small thing which actually stops them from building a, a like a strong community. So for me, it's the other way around. I'm quite accessible. I talk to people, I respond to people. I'm always open to, to a conversation. I'm always open, open to critics. And yeah, and that's how I do it. Do you think this is the new face of artist uh, in the in the world that we live in? While there are two categories, which is just you mentioned, right? There are those big artists or larger than life artists. And then the second category of artists who are accessible. Do you think that's the future of how artists would evolve to be eventually? 
Yeah, I, I see. I think life of an artist or a creator or any pop culture or anything which is relevant has its own cycle, has its own life cycle. So uh, right now we are in the day we are in the day and age of uh, like pop uh, popular culture being celebrated. Like it doesn't matter if you're accessible or inaccessible, both of them works. Like uh, like for example, Kanye works. At the same time, uh, you have uh, rappers like uh, Kendrick. They both work, right? So it's the fact that what what is working. What's the art form that's working? It's uh, it doesn't matter if you're inaccessible or accessible. What's the art form? What's the art which is speaking to the people? It's working. So that will be cyclic, and like, everything will be in cycle. Like right now, artists like us are celebrated. Maybe in the next cycle, artists who are opposite of us or completely different art form will be celebrated. So it's just matter of time and a matter of general. uh consciousness or the general mentality the psychology which keeps changing over time that will only affect and, the whole and probably there is place for every kind of artist yes there is uh, like uh, hopefully every every other artist they stay alive to see their art form being celebrated but if not your art will be celebrated in some point of time or not very interesting this is a very very insightful conversation and the kind of conversation that makes me really happy because i know somebody else who would be hearing some, you know this conversation would definitely benefit if i have to wrap up our conversation if you look at your life so far as an artist in the last couple of years a decade or uh, whatever number of years you've been active right what are your key learnings that you've taken back or you'd want to give it to some some other visual artist who's just starting out or who's who wants to who epitomizes you right who wants to become like you or who wants to learn from you what are those three or four key learnings to whatever those learnings that you would want to share uh first one i would i'm i i i keep saying this all the time like you need to work hard like just because you have to, you just because you're talented and like you can paint one painting in one hour and it's a masterpiece doesn't mean that you stop painting or like painting 10 pieces if you can paint one piece in one hour then paint bloody 10 pieces in 10 hours like just don't be satisfied with just uh like don't get complacent basically so you need to keep you need to keep working you need to keep uh you need to keep keep the ball rolling you need to be in motion for me like i'm not like uh giving advice or anything i'm just telling things out of my experience uh for me being in constant motion has helped me being in constant motion of working hard putting out making art putting it out there uh, has always worked uh, b you don't need to compare with any your life or your struggles with anyone that's what is unique about being an artist our art forms are inspired by the experiences which are unique to us the circumstances that are unique to us so work on your skills to express that unique situation that you're in in a better way in a much more uh like transcribe it put it out there so don't don't just go ahead and copy styles of visual work of different artists develop your skills so that you can express your unique experiences and your circumstances in a beautiful way i think that is very important and see uh be patient 
I, it might happen in two days. It might take 20 years. You never know. So you just have to be patient and keep following the other two advice that I have given. And that's it. That's it. And you see, you as an artist, as a creator, you have a superpower. So always be grateful and always, always be grateful that you can create something. That you are incredibly blessed to be able to do that. So don't take it for granted. I always say that artists, if you can create, then there is some divine power that helps you create. Otherwise, you can't do it alone, right? Yes. Uh, So yeah, you are super blessed if you can create. Exactly. It's a blessing. Yes, absolute blessing. And on that note, it was a pleasure to have this conversation i think uh, i'm very excited about uh, the kind of work that you're doing the the you know through your work how you're putting our country to the map on the map and i think for the first time in history right uh, we are now at a time where indian artists indian visual artists have started to come out and they're being represented on the world you know stage so you know, thank you for doing that and all the best for everything that you're doing, that you're going to be doing in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you. I like you brought out the best in me, like through this conversation, really? like the first one of the best conversations I've ever had. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was really nice. If you've liked today's conversation, please don't forget to share it, subscribe it, give it a shout out. I'll be very, very happy, uh, you know, to hear feedback on the episode if you want to give me any feedback what you like what you don't like please don't forget to reach out to me i'm available across all social media by the name anshu patni thank you for listening to today's episode